5: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
1: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
5: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Well, we're coming to your city.
6: Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jail I know if you want a little bang in your
4: come along. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not, you know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it?
0: They go to people they respect. Staff is being hired to do the job. We're there to seek the truth. We're not. We're there to get the truth, not to get Trump. T R U truth.
3: Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. New Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America.
7: Alright, thanks Scott Shannon and thanks to all of you for being with us. Eight hundred nine four one 941 sean If you want to be a part of this extravaganza Um, By the way, I talked to our friend Wayne Dupree and he sent out a nice tweet saying, you know what, Uh, somebody on my staff put that article up. I didn't see it. And he he rightly corrected it. You know, it's amazing that no matter how many times I might say something for as long a period of time as I've been saying it, that when the mob, the media want to advance a narrative for whatever, whatever their agenda is, um they just go with whatever it is if even when it's just like flag- flagrantly not true and and i had to correct the record um we have been telling people for the longest time to take it seriously and there were some conservatives they got mad at me when i said that nah, just just wear the mask you know we'll get rid of this thing and then we can move on with our regular lives and i wanted to get back into restaurants and back in stadiums and arenas and sports and concerts and everything else and um, and so it didn't really bother me. And, and then I saw a little bit of an upside as a public figure. I'm like, oh, nobody notices me. And then I got noticed even with the mask on. So that doesn't really matter. But more importantly, I want, um, I want everybody to be healthy. You know, it's like a lot of the things we take for granted in life. And it really hit me when I was down in Miami this week. You know, we do take for granted every single day the blessing, and it's a blessing. Blessing in the Latin means carefree. It is a blessing to live in a country with liberty and freedom. Now, I'm worried that we are getting further and further away from the constitutional protections for liberty and freedom. I'm very worried about the fact that we don't have equal justice and application of our laws. That's that's deeply concerning to me, and these are things that that we try to talk about on a regular basis so that we know and you know i and it's the mate you know the funny thing is is all of the doctors that we had put on the program all throughout the pandemic at varying times and there's been so many of them and many that i agree with and a couple that maybe i had some disagreement with um and some that have been able to even convince me and it just comes down to me you know the the great irony is the mantra of the left is follow the science follow the science follow the science but yet they're the ones that don't seem to be following the science i mean rand paul was was getting the crap kicked out of him because he had covid he understood the antibody levels would would naturally decline within his body and And we learned a lot about what are T-cell antibodies. You know, I know more about this stupid virus than any of us ever wanted to know. And that if you contracted or came in contact with COVID, your body would instantaneously recognize it from your past contracting of the virus and that they they would then be activated. These are layman terms. I'm not giving you medical terminology. Just trying to explain it the best way that I can. And it just is, you know, so my advice, which has been so consistent, And we've done montages now on radio and on television of the message that has been clear and has been consistent, as can be, and how the media just falsely categorizes what I say for, you know, whatever agenda narrative that they want to push. I don't I I am very pro life. I believe life is a precious gift from God and that life is precious and that I don't want anybody to suffer, to be sick, unhealthy. I I urge people. Linda, how many people, for example, do you know of that I have personally, out of my own pocket, put them on the NJ diet? You know, we could, we could bring. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, you did that. Uh, Sweet Baby did it. Well, um, I, I probably have put at least, oh. About 30, five people over at Dell's. Yeah. I mean, tons. Uh, and. And anybody that's been struggling with, I know it worked for me. It works. And I just said, listen, I forced my sister Teddy, who's a nurse, you know, sweet baby James's wife. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to send somebody over to, uh, NJ and I'd take care of the payment. They'd go if they did the plan. Many of them were very successful because I care about people's health. And that's the one thing that we now know with every disease. You know, from heart disease to, you know, strokes and, and type two diabetes, you know, all this crap. You know, a lot of it can be avoided based on, you know, keeping your weight down. As a society, we tend to be, uh, well, a little heavier than we should be based on what the quote doctors and charts tell us and what's your BMI and all that sort of thing. But anyway, so I, I just, because I care about people, I don't want anyone to get sick. So I, I'm, we put on the best people and I would always ask these doctors the same question. That's why Dr. Nicole Sapphire was cracking up this week when I said, how many times do you think I've asked the question of you when I tell people that they need to take this seriously, that I don't want them to get sick? I've seen, I've seen the worst of this. I've seen people barely make it. The odds if you got on a ventilator, very low. Even they're still low, by the way. They're not high. You get on a ventilator, on the high side, you're looking at 40-ish percent that you survive. But it was as low as 12 when this thing first came upon us. They've they've been able to, you know, implement therapeutics, et cetera. The, the great medical researchers and scientists and doctors, they've gotten better and better at, at handling this. Many doctors, not enough in my opinion, have moved towards... Uh, proactive medicine rather than reactive medicine. Reactive medicine is more like, oh, you got COVID, you tested positive. Okay, go home, isolate yourself, do contact tracing. If you get a fever, take um, uh, two t- uh, take a couple of Tylenol, and it should go down. Uh, you might want to take zinc or maybe vitamin D3 and vitamin C, and, and that's about it. Uh, but then the studies came out, hydroxychloroquine, Donald Trump was right, taken early, Eighty four percent effective. Numerous studies now that show it helps doesn't cure it. It helps mitigate some of the symptoms. Ivermectin is another one. I think the greatest, most underutilized therapeutic out there is Regeneron only because anecdotally the people that I know that got it, received it. It's an infusion. That's the monoclonal cocktails that they they put together um have been really really effective and i think underutilized and unfortunately they say well if your oxygen level and you, everyone gets their own little oxygen meter yeah if it goes uh, to 90 or below yeah then come in and see us i'm like okay by that time the damage has been done what is the name of the storm that they call i always forget the name of this the the what's the say it on? you can say it on air go ahead cytokine the, the cytokine what they call is the cytokine storm where you get an overreaction of your immune system and that then creates major health problems for people so not being a doctor not knowing about anybody's medical history not knowing about your current medical condition um i just have to i i don't feel qualified to give that type of medical advice like everybody else or everyone seems very casual about it and and they were demanding that I tell people what to do and I just refused what I do tell people because I believe in life I want you to live I don't want anybody sick who would ever want that you know I, 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 my prayers are with the democrats in Texas that they all recover and get well um I, you know just because we have political differences I you know I haven't lost my soul in humanity here and anyway so I the best advice and all these doctors affirm that I was doing the right thing, which is take it seriously. I've seen the worst of this and the worst of this, Linda, you know, the cases, the many, 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 many cases I've I've gotten involved in and how bad some were. It's awful. And, it's and absolutely the, horrible. And, and how many doctors I have leaned on to please help these people. Um, yeah, but and the they, problem is every, the
8: government is leaning on them from the other way, stopping them from what they need to do.
7: Well, well, that, that, listen, there's been a lot of misinformation, especially from the government, the great doctor flip flop Fauci. Um, but putting all that aside, and so take, if you do take it seriously and then do your own research, there's this amazing thing. It's called the internet. Al Gore created it, I'm told. And if you have a phone, you can find all the information, all the studies that are available on all of these therapeutics and all of these different strategies that are employed all these these clinical trials that have taken place, read. Even opinions that you, you don't agree with, make your you, – oh, this audience is smart. I have, I have a lot of faith in people. If you're listening to talk radio, you got a brain, you're thinking. And, and studies even prove it out, which is funny. But my point is that then consult with your own doctor and doctors and medical professionals that you trust – Again, taking into account your own unique medical history, your current medical condition, comorbidities, pre-existing conditions, compromised immune systems. Uh, weight certainly is shown to be a factor in terms of the possibility or potential of, of COVID severity. It's, it's a factor. Not allowed to talk about it, but it's, it's just science. You know, like Rand Paul, he's a medical doctor. He said, no, I'm not getting the vaccine. I have the T-cell antibodies. He made his choice. But it came from an area where he's informed what I'm supposed to say, tell him what to do. It's ridiculous. And then the Cleveland Clinic. Wow. Highly respected institution comes out and says, yeah, if you had covid, yeah, the T cell antibodies are likely enough. And you, you probably don't need any of the vaccines. Well, that's fairly new information and kind of validated what Rand Paul was saying. And no matter how many times I said, people want to say that I gave out different information, which I did not. Now, I've said, do I believe in science? I said that in January of 2020, that I believe that medical researchers in the United States and scientists and people in the doctors and, and those in the medical profession, that we'd probably be the country that finds the cure or the therapeutics or the vaccine or whatever it happened to be now do i believe in science yeah i'm trying to follow the science i have been from the beginning and you know it was dr fauci who said don't wear a mask in in the interview with 60 minutes it wasn't me you know and you know it was a big deal hannity says master okay this is a big step jimmy kimmel even praised me i'm like okay hell is frozen over um because I want, my, I want my audience safe and i want life to go back to normal now it's supposed to be back to normal now they're telling us it's not back to normal which I'll get to in a minute and and then ultimately i believe in freedom too and take this information talk to these people and then you're going to make your own des- decision as an informed from an informed position based on your unique circumstances um and every doctor i talked to said that's good advice um now there's a lot of news out there today and i'm beginning to wonder If Democrats and the mob, the media and big tech are doubting the advice they've been pushing on everyone because of the actions they're now taking. And I'll explain that on the other side of this break. 800-941. Sean is our number. It's Friday. We'll get to a lot of calls, a lot to get to today. Uh, John Solomon has some breaking news. He, this Hunter Biden laptop, uh, stay tuned. The the walls are beginning to close in on the Biden uh, family syndicate.
2: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
10: That we're valued that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of 0 to 7, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like how do I detach from my from this idea of what do is that is that my baggage? It look like my baggage? I mean, I know
6: oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: And as we continue, Sean Hannity Show, 800 941 Sean, If you want to be a part of the program, Rick Dennison is out as the Vikings coordinator. Uh, NFL has very stringent policies regarding vaccination. And after refusing a COVID-19 vaccine, wasn't the message, again, from the government, you get the vaccine and you're protected? Well, Well, if that's the case and everybody has the option... Um, The Vikings making a change on that one issue, according to a report at CBS Sports. That's the one issue. Oh, on a side note, I noticed that Biden's DOJ gave Gretchen Whitmer a pass on her nursing home executive uh, order, just like in New York and and Murphy and Wolf and, and New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Now we have uh, House Democrats literally blocking any consideration of legislation that would require the director of the NIH, to declassify information and data related to the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic that focused on the role played by the Wuhan Institute of Virology that we now know had money funneled through a third-party group from your your tax dollars. Can you believe that? May Republicans backed the COVID-19 Origin Act. It was passed unanimously in the Senate. And Representative uh, Michael Burgess brought the Senate bill to the House on Tuesday. And that was the night before Democrats voted it down. Why would they vote it down? What, what's Why wouldn't we want to know the origins of this? Why wouldn't we want to know what people knew and when they knew it? We do know from Fauci's emails that, you know, one email in particular, January 31st of, of 2020, he was told that it looks like one of the genomes uh, that we have seen in in the in the coronavirus COVID nineteen seems to be manipulated uh, in a lab pretty much. It seemed that there was some manipulation of it. That's gain of function. That's that was that was what R- Rand Paul was getting to this week. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And now, if if they believed in the science, then then why are they talking in the White House? about issuing mask mandates again why why the if if the vaccine's available and and once you get the vaccine life goes back to normal they told us then why are they saying even if you have it you need the mask again
2: Hmm. do they doubt their own words more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time
5: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Exposing the Pelosi Party's chaos and corruption all day, every day. This, this is the Sean Hannity Show.
7: Hi, right, 25 to the top of the hour, Eight hundred nine four one sean our number if you want to be a part of the program. Um, anyway, so the Biden now claiming the CDC will now soon issue a new mask mandate for children. Uh, that brings Biden directly at odds with governors like DeSantis and Christy Noem and others. That'll be interesting to watch. Uh, and FoxNews.com has out there that the White House is weighing pushing masks as COVID cases increase. The reporting goes that the Biden administration did not comment specifically, but they're reportedly now weighing whether to formally urge even vaccinated Americans to once again mask up as the country experiences an increase in the number of COVID-19 Delta variant cases. Um, we're watching this closely. Um, but again, their words were, if you get vaccinated, then you're okay. You don't have to worry. But Universal, another FoxNews.com article, universal masking calls uh, reach the Biden administration as they push for restrictions. It's now apparently like a fever pitch. Um, Jen Psaki, circle back, the White House press secretary, did not deny the changing guidance yesterday in a press conference. Um, you know, it's it raises a lot of different questions for a lot of different people. Uh, the White House trying to scold Governor Ron DeSantis for refusing a mask mandate for students. The people forget it's now July 23rd. We're now at the point where... Uh, August is upon us. That would be a year that Florida has had and allowed in-person learning in their schools. What did we not learn from that year? What 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 part of that, you know, where did we see this being a bad policy? Because we know the damage done with draconian shutdowns, et cetera, et cetera. Again, if you're following the science, and, and I thought there was a great, Retort by by Ron DeSantis and his team uh show us the scientific justification for masking children. Atlanta's now gonna do it, Chicago's gonna do it, New York's gonna do it. And and you know, it's like a, a moving target every other day. Everything keeps changing. Um there are people that have been fully vaccinated, we've reported this, that are still contracting the virus it's sad to hear that uh, now we knew the efficacy was not a hundred percent nobody ever said it was and the uh remember this is emergency authorization the three vaccines fisa and Moderna mrna versus johnson and johnson which had a little bit of a lower efficacy uh test clinical test result uh, than the other two but it's it's the more historical way of producing a virus um, as a side note, I know I know people are upset on the aspect of um, th- that they th- there could be fetal tissue fetal tissue issue involved in that issue. I'm just putting that off to the side. Not that I'm ignoring the issue. Um, I just don't want to get too off track. And what I want to say here: vaccinated patients in Texas. Now, Texas officials announced that 43 of the nearly 9,000 COVID-19 deaths in the state since February were vaccinated patients so they've had 9000 people die since february 43 were vaccinated officials report that at 99.5% of covid-19 texas deaths were unvaccinated patients again i like to give information in your wheelhouse and urge you to research and take it seriously and talk to your own doctor doctors medical professionals people that you trust um, and I also believe in freedom. And, the, and I'm, I'm getting worried, too, more and more about medical privacy. I'm getting worried about patient-doctor confidentiality. As, you know, we saw this with the Biden administration last week signaling that they're okay with corporations and companies and schools and institutions saying, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come here. All right, that's a little troubling. Over at Fake News CNN, they have a guy named Doctor Wen. I don't know who he is, um, but a penny or maybe she—I don't know uh, uh, the first name—saying that max, uh, vaccine mandates are something that will have to come. Um, you you see what's been unfolding in in France now, as as they have moved towards this passport and and giving up, you know, personal medical information, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I saw the case of the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, incredible athlete, man, talented. Andre Hopkins, JC you know how great a, a, a player he is. Yeah, he might uh, impl- be, he's arguably the best wide receiver in the sport. Oh my gosh, right? Incredible hands. I mean, just, a, a, it's you want to see a great receiver. It's just amazing. Anyway, implying he may consider retiring rather than take the vaccine. Um,. And, and, and it's amazing how people come to their own decisions. At the end of the day, you know, I, I think all of these changes that now we hear every day, seemingly every day, you know, is that, is that where's this vaccine hesitancy? Where are these issues coming from? I, I think it's in part people are reading and hearing and they're told one thing. Now they're told that even if they're vaccinated, we may go back to masking, et cetera, or Joe Biden fully mask. Uh, you know, fully vaccinated, socially distant, with his wife fully vaccinated and and socially distant, still wearing masks outdoors, and and people are saying, why? Is there something you're not telling us? That hesitancy is on them, and um, yeah, I I just I believe in science. I always have. Um, you know, it's actually I did this special with Dr. Rodriguez that we ran over the Fourth of July weekend. Um, because I'm fascinated by it. I have so many friends that are medical doctors who happen to be literally they're brain surgeons, actually went in an operating room once and watched a, a full brain surgery. Um, and it was it was some of the most fascinating, one of the most fascinating things I'd, I'd ever seen in my life. And then I, I read it all about Dr. Rodriguez, who's phenomenal just unbelievably amazing and gifted and and talented and you know he did a a face transplant on a volunteer firefighter who went into a burning building to save a person's life and the and the floor collapsed on him and 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 literally burned his face off to the point where fellow firemen didn't even know who it was and after, you know, you know, what, 50, 60, I think in this case, 80-some-odd surgeries, then a face transplant took place, and the great guy from Mississippi, and it just transformed his life. And he recently actually did the first successful face and double-hand transplant. A young man had a terrible accident. He worked a graveyard shift. You know, he's driving home early in the morning. It's the worst shift in the world um and and fell asleep behind the wheel and 80% of his body was burned including his face and and his hands literally they had to take off you know significant portions of his fingers and he was incapable of take even taking care of himself now with transplanted hands and a transplanted face and the swelling will go down even more in 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 future months you know it's 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 a whole new life the saddest thing that i heard from the firefighter from mississippi just a gray guy was that little kids would be afraid to look at him and you couldn't see it in an interview but a tear came down his cheek as he sang it, and it just like breaking my heart i mean my sister once worked in a burn unit and it was her job every day you have to change the dressing constantly and the pain is excruciating you can't stop that level of pain there's not enough medicine to stop that level of pain and and yet it's critical and the grafting that goes on and the you know just incredible stuff anyway so i I have great faith in science and in uh, the science of vaccinations and i've said that how do i know because i've had since i was a kid i got all these vaccines that i didn't even had no say about my parents took me to the doctor you got you know, the measles, this one, that one. I don't even remember. Tetanus. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Um, but anyway, um, and I'm sure whatever happens, you know, I still have faith that they're going to be able to deal with these variants, th- these, uh, you know, which we predicted a long time ago would likely be a problem down the road. Uh, they have this Lambda uh, variant from Peru. I would expect post delta variant you'll hear more about that variant and maybe other emerging variants it's it's very complicated people spend their entire lives just studying viruses and it is um you know and they do it out of love and passion and a commitment to save lives so um i you know i've I've, god bless them in their work and and god bless you in your decision making based on your unique circumstances and i'm i do not apologize for saying get informed do your research talk to your doctor doctors and and based on your medical history your current medical condition etc read everything and then you you have to make up your own decision in a free society and um but those people that have been out there saying that i am hannity has now telling you begging his listeners no i'm not I'm, I'm begging you to take it seriously because i've seen the worst of it and it's not pretty you know when you're on on a ventilator and and literally it it's almost minute by minute things can change and um so it's just it, it just complicates our life and the amount of misinformation we've gotten has been disastrous and, and if there's any hesitancy for me, my hesitancy is that I don't trust a lot of these people. They've got too much wrong. Dr. Fauci has lost my trust. He's been, he's been wrong too often. And those emails were extraordinarily revealing to me and frankly disturbing to me. Um, a Chicago teacher fired for criticizing the group Black Lives Matters and rioting that took place. By the way, um, Chicago area teacher filed a civil rights lawsuit against her former school district, taught for 20 years. Eighty two people were shot. Nineteen died over that weekend um, when she discussed this. Fired. Done. Um, Shots were fired outside of a Washington, D.C. restaurant just blocks from the White House. This is one woman. You know, it had happened just as we were kind of coming on the air last night on Hannity. One woman at a nearby restaurant told the station that she had heard between 10 and 15 shots and everyone in the patio ran inside. I just went down on the floor, she said. On Friday night, a six year old girl was killed when six people were shot. And the next night, I mean, how's this defunding working? How is this no bail working? In Houston, they had a ambulance hijacked. I mean, I, you can't make this up. Things get uglier and uglier. You got people in, in California, San Francisco, expensive store, they're just walking in with garbage bags, filling them. As long as it's under $1,000, they walk free. And they're just walking in and walking out, and nothing happens. All the people that rioted last summer, the decision was made. In spite of all the evidence, nothing is going to happen. Two Houston firefighters, EMTs at a, and a hospital patient, they were unscathed. After an ambulance that they were traveling in was run off the road and carjacked at gunpoint. They're transporting a patient to the hospital, ran the ambulance off the road, took the ambulance, took it at gunpoint. The ambulance sped off with the other firefighter and patient inside the ambulance. I mean, you can't even make this up. You know, welcome to Joe Biden's America. And in Comrade de Blasio's New York City a violent Quartet of criminals use fists and feet and a and a metal pot to pummel a disabled woman. A lot of this stuff is happening in broad daylight, too. Minneapolis council to vote on replacing the police with community safety initiative. This is the reimagining crap that they keep talking about. It's unbelievable. Um one former DC resident speaks up about the spike in the city, and it's it's why I left. Six-year-old girl recently killed in gunfire. Shots fired outside of where the Nationals play. I mean, police release footage of suspects fleeing after this brazen shooting that took place there. Chicago drive-by shooting leaves eight people injured. Third mass attack in a six-hour period in Chicago. It's a war zone. And nobody, nobody, you don't know, do we know the names of any of these people? Now, we we research them, and I scroll them fairly frequently on TV. Don't their lives matter? They matter to me. Lives matter to me. Life matters to me. You know, I, um, it's just, this is not complicated. You know, how, who are you going to call? The question you just got to ask yourself, if, God forbid, it's 12 midnight or 12 in the afternoon, I guess, now, and somebody breaks into your home. And wants to harm you and your family. You maybe you have young children. What are you gonna do? I have a plan. I know what I'm gonna do. And and if you, if your plan is to call the police, even, even the best response time, whatever's gonna happen, probably you will be over. And yet this 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 is the madness that we're living under.
2: This is Biden's America. Welcome aboard.
5: Listen to Rappaport's reality with
1: me, Kibi Rappaport, and me,
5: Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country sound. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. And if you want a little bang in your yin yang, come along.
4: If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not, you know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? They go to people
0: they respect. Staff is being hired to do the job. We're there to seek the truth. We're not. We're there to get the truth, not to get Trump. T R U truth.
11: Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the
12: revolution. Yeah, we're
7: coming to your city.
3: Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity Show. More behind the scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America.
7: All right, Hour 2 Sean Hannity Show, 800 941. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, um, John Solomon, just the news.com. He is the editor in chief. He's, he's now had two big breaking news stories as it relates to. Zero experience hunter. Now, I, I want to lay the groundwork for this because one is, you know, we've, we've learned an awful lot since the very beginning here. You know, remember the the mob in the media, the big tech mob, I called the the Twitter blue check media uh, big tech cult that, you know, oh, this is not real. This is not hunters, but this is not. All right. So we had John on last week and he said, yeah, the FBI is. Best signature verification uh, agent for nearly three decades says, yeah, that's that, that would be Hunter Biden's signature um, on the repair sheet. John Paul Mack, the repair shop owner that handed the computers over to the FBI. And, and I think it was a little revealing when zero experience hunters, uh, I guess, uh, posse, I don't know, group security. People, whatever you want to call them, um, showed up at John Paul Mac's store and said, uh, we're here to pick up Hunter's laptops, which had already been handed over to the FBI, because John Paul Mac is an honest man. And as he's trying to recover and fix the laptop of Hunter Biden, uh, he sees things on there that he's pretty convinced are illegal. So he did the right thing. Uh, we know the FBI has it, which is a whole other question about, OK, here we go. Deep state once again. You know, if you're Clinton, you get away with anything. If you're Biden, I guess you get away with anything. If you're Donald Trump, you get, you know, sentenced to life in prison for jaywalking or spitting on the sidewalk. I mean, that that's how bad things have gotten. And so we learned a lot. We we learned that, in fact, um, Joe Biden lied when he said he had no discussions ever. With Hunter Biden about his foreign business dealings. We learned also from the laptop that there were pictures of then Vice President Joe Biden with Hunter Biden's foreign business partners. Whoopsie daisy. You'd think, wow, imagine if that was Trump, what the media mob coverage would be, big tech mob coverage would be. Imagine if people knew that, considering we had the laptop before they actually went out to vote in 2020 oh, I'm sure it wouldn't have had any impact at all in the election, right? That's why there was, you know, the media blackout, fake news, Russia, Russia. You know, even Hunter Biden said, I don't know if I was hacked, if it was Russia. Okay, then we find out that Hunter's whining and bitching and moaning and complaining that he has to pay daddy's bills with all the money he's making off daddy's connections to Ukraine and Kazakhstan and russia and china oh amazing um now john solomon has not only did he find the longtime fbi signature expert that says yep that's hunter biden's signature yep i can tell i'm a pro um now we've got joe biden used a private email account as vice president to send information to hunter government information to hunter biden And I'll give you the details of that. But before we get to John Solomon, let me first remind you, this is Biden answering the question, giving the answer on numerous occasions about knowledge of Hunter's Farm Business Associates.
4: How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings.
9: Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business dealings? Yes, I stand
0: by that statement. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? Knowing that it was really because that company wanted access to you?
4: Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that?
7: Oh, who said that? I know it's not true. Remember Hillary Clinton joking about the email scandal with her. Now, remember, if any of us ever did this, we'd be in deep trouble. Listen.
0: The laws and regulations, in effect, when I was secretary of state, allowed me to use my email for work. That is undisputed it clearly wasn't the best choice. Um, and I take responsibility for that decision. I thought it would be easier to carry just one device for my work and for my personal emails instead of two. iPhone or Android? <laughs> iPhone. Okay, in full disclosure? Blackberry. And a Blackberry. I have a, a, a you know, a, an iPad, a mini, iPad, an iPhone, and a Blackberry. You were the official church. Did you like this? What, like with a cloth or something? No, well, no. By the way, you may have seen that I recently launched a Snapchat account. I love it. Those messages disappear all by themselves.
7: I'm very funny. Anyway, Just the News editor-in-chief, uh, Just the News.com editor-in-chief John Solomon is with us, also investigative reporter. Well, um, I would say, John Solomon, based on what I just laid out and what you have broken now in the last week and a half uh, and everything that we've already discovered on that laptop, that if the last name were Trump, this would be never-ending news on every network, every second-minute hour of every day.
13: I agree with you, Sean. Listen, if the last name is Clinton back in 2015, a lot of people rightly jumped in on the Clinton email story because of its significance, its national security significance, its law and order significance. And and yet in this moment, as he has from the moment he entered the 2020 race, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden keep getting a pass on things that are now show, that clearly show they've been lying to us. They gave us a bad story during the 2020 campaign. They gave us an inaccurate story during the impeachment trial. They've given us an inaccurate story since he's been, president and at some point you got to ask yourself will the media wake up and do anything responsible on this story the we have a pay-to-play influence peddling scandal involving the president and his son and it's sitting in
7: plain open okay so now let's start with one at a time to me it's the it's obviously pay to play you know, the whole idea that we impeach President Trump over Ukraine and you got Joe bragging on tape about the billion. You're not going to get it unless you fire the prosecutor who's investigating Hunter Biden. Um, wasn't that a real quid pro quo? We, we don't need hearsay, non whistleblowers. Uh, to tell us that because it's Joe saying it and a prosecutor that in an interview with you in another interview, correct me if I'm wrong with The Washington Post in another interview with uh, the ABC, if I'm correct, uh, said the same thing. Yeah, I got fired because Joe Biden insisted I get fired. Is that true?
13: Yeah, absolutely. There's a, it's sitting in plain proof, and it's never been disputed. It's never and you, been
7: disputed. And you yourself interviewed the prosecutor's name is, if I'm wrong, correct me, Mr. Shokin, Victor Shokin.
13: Yep. And I also obtained emails showing that the vice president instructed and ordered the firing. Now, Joe Biden will say, I didn't do it because he was investigating my son. Okay. Uh, uh, but you did do it while he was investigating your son, whether you did it because or During the fact of the matter is it was a conflict of interest to make a decision on a prosecutor who was investigating your son. It would be like Donald Trump trying to fire the U.S. attorney investigating Don Don Jr. If that happened, the media would be all over themselves, right? That didn't happen, obviously. But if it did, you'd have the unbelievable reaction. And here people have just stood silent or, or called it a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is irrefutable. And one of the most important things most people forget about, the testimony of George Kent, that guy that won the, wore the bow tie in the impeachment trial. He didn't talk about this in impeachment, but later Ron Johnson got him on the box. And while interviewing him, he said, listen, what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did in Ukraine undercut U.S. efforts to fight corruption. It was an appearance of a conflict of interest that harmed U.S. policy. That's from someone who worked directly with.
7: Joe Biden. You know, I mean, this this all now is becoming more clear, more clear and more clear. He lied about, well, first of all, what he did with Ukraine uh, would be viewed as a quid pro quo. Secondly, with no experience, zero experience, Hunter clearly capitalizing off his father's name, his father leveraging taxpayer dollars in Ukraine to get the prosecutor fired to protect the family syndicate. Uh, Then we have this issue, you know, it's kind of mind numbing to most Americans that, while while Joe Biden has taken away high paying career jobs in the energy sector and more specifically, the Keystone XL pipeline simultaneously giving a waiver to Nord Stream, two, And that would be to benefit Russia and and Vladimir Putin. Talk about Putin's puppet. That would be Joe Biden. Um, you know, one has to wonder, could that in, in any way be connected to the fact that his son got three and a half million from the. From, from the oligarch known as the First Lady of Moscow in that deal.
13: Right. Listen, that's why what Hunter Biden did in all of these business transactions is so problematic. The American people will never know and have confidence for sure that Joe Biden made decisions based on the merits instead of all the money that his son was sweeping up behind Air Force One and Air Force Two. And that efforts go on again today, right? He's out there selling art with no experience, talking about half-million-dollar price tags, This is a guy that made millions with no gas experience in the Ukraine gas market, uh, made uh, millions in China with no experience in China after going on Air Force Two to Beijing. Now he wants to make half a million dollar a painting with no real expertise in art. This guy has run a shake and bake operation for seven, eight years. And every time he does it, we will never know for sure whether Joe Biden made a decision on the merits or because his son had a debt a favor, a request to make of, of his father
7: quick break more with john solomon editor-in-chief of justthenews.com on the other side where is durham John Solomon with us, investigative reporter, editor-in-chief, justthenews.com. Great website. When we were in Singapore, I remember that I had to get a new burner phone every day. When we were in Singapore, um, and and when we traveled, where else did we travel? Was it Vietnam? I forget where else the other one was. We were in Helsinki. When we were in Helsinki in particular, I remember I had to get a new burner phone every day that my company would give me. Um and my room would be swept every day. In one of the countries, yeah, they found something that was very suspicious, let's put it that way. And wow. and in Helsinki it was concerned about about Russia spying. In Singapore it was more about China spying. They're very aware of media people that perhaps had some contact with members of the White House. That would be me. And I was warned very, very severely that I've got to be careful. Um, and right. they, we took every precaution that, that we were told to take. And, you know, I, I follow the rules, whatever I'm told to do, right? And right. it's very interesting. So if they would do, would worry about little old Sean Hannity, um, you have to wonder, wasn't, wasn't, weren't all these deals being made at the time when Hunter was still on crack cocaine and, uh, and hiring hookers? Using a firearm. Yeah.
13: Yeah, losing a firearm near a school. Losing a Um,
7: firearm or ditching it in a dumpster after he lied on the application.
13: It's unreal.
7: So is it is it is it likely that the Russians and the Chinese, if they're doing these deals with Hunter, that they don't they know everything about the Bidens?
13: That's exactly the point that Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson made in their report last year, that the possibility that the Biden families have the phenomenon they call over the barrel. Meaning that they know that Russian intelligence, Chinese intelligence, God knows what other foreign intelligence, knows everything that they did and they're trying to tiptoe around it. That's the concern that uh, the Senate raised last year. Listen, you got money, according to the Senate report, going from Hunter Biden to uh, human trafficking and sex trafficking, known human trafficking and sex trafficking outlets. That is something that a foreign intelligence agency could use to twist someone right away. And think about the personal email thing that you mentioned at the beginning of the, uh, the segment here. Joe Biden learns through official channels that a U.S. prisoner uh, in Turkey who's wrongly imprisoned there may get released. The email that comes to him from the embassy, not classified, but it has very sensitive information, uh, an impending release, which isn't done yet, and how the embassy found out about it. They learned about it from a lawyer. It goes from the, the normal secure channels in the State Department to the Vice President's office to the vice president's iPad on a Gmail account, and then the Hunter Biden's email account. That's not the sort of information security that's going to protect national secrets or just sensitive information. Just common sense sensitive information that government should protect. Right. That happened in 2014.
7: Last question, and it's one that I ask you often. Where's John Durham? Has anyone heard from John Durham? I mean, you do a more follow-up than John anybody. Well, what are you yeah. hearing? If you're hearing anything.
13: He is doing an awful lot of investigating, lots of witnesses coming in and out, grand jury activity, witnesses being called back two, three, four times, uh, document checks, a very thorough, long, expansive investigation. Into far we, more. Can
7: you make any inferences from the people that were talking? Because in New York, it was every day it was revealed to, you know, that a grand jury had formed who was talking to the grand jury, et cetera, et cetera. Is that happening here?
13: They are. Yes, this has all the hallmarks of an intense criminal investigation. Now, against who
7: would you, if you had to venture a guess, we're not holding you to it.
13: Well, I don't think we have to venture much. In his final comments, Attorney General Barr told us, listen, the top senior FBI officials that ran the Russia investigation are the... Focus of the investigation that is consistent with what I'm seeing. There are some interesting side issues. I know of some people being interviewed in the Mueller offices, so they're looking a little bit at Mueller's conduct or people in Mueller's office. But wow. um, it's predominantly focused on the FBI.
7: I'm not holding my breath anymore. I it just no, is be way, way, way beyond any level of patience that any reasonable person can have. But great work as always, uh, John Solomon. If you're not reading justthenews.com, you need to. Um, he's the editor-in-chief, and it's it's a great news investigative reporting website. We appreciate you being with us. Um, Thanks, quick break, right back.
2: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time
5: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs>
3: sure to check in as soon as you get to your car after work for breaking information you need to know about. This is the Sean Hannity Show.
7: All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, Uh, Gary is in Colorado. Promised I'd go to the phones. Gary, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Happy Friday.
12: Thank you, and Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'd like to make two points, one of them being that uh, I was fully vaccinated in January, February and came down with COVID uh, Tuesday night.
7: Well, first of all, I'm sorry to hear it. How are your symptoms?
12: Uh, my symptoms were, were I, I was trying to mow my yard. I was trying to put my grass catcher back on the back of the mower, and I just couldn't do it. My,
7: you're exhausted. Very common. Um, <laughs> are you checking your temperature? Are you checking your oxygen levels regularly?
12: Yes, I bought an oxygen meter, and it's staying around 91, so I'm doing good there.
7: Um, now, what, what is your What is you? Is that your usual base level?
12: Ninety four, ninety five. So it's down a little bit, but we're in. I'm in the Denver metro, so um, ninety five is about as high as it'll go.
7: Um. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think that is a great point. I didn't even think about that. Um. But so you think you are within your base level as you. Because, to be very, very honest, 91, to me, it, where I live, would be a little low. I, I know, for example, it, th- this is how they treat you in New York. You go in, you got COVID, uh, okay, they check your oxygen. Uh, if you're above 90, go home. If you get a temperature, take uh, Tylenol. Uh, and if it gets real bad and your oxygen levels start dropping, then come in. The problem that I have with this, and and I'm not speaking as a doctor, I'm just giving you my my overall take on on the handling of this is, you know, we've had a lot of doctors on this program that, for example, we have the, started with the Henry Ford uh, Hospital study on on HCQ, and and then we've had doctors on talking about other therapies like ivermectin. I think the most underutilized therapy is Regeneron. And what you're describing to me is, is, is what I see way too often. I don't see proactive medicine. I see reactive medicine. And that's why we've put on doctors that believe in these therapeutics. The one, the one that seems to stand out the most in my mind as the best is Regeneron, the monocolonial, you know, uh, uh, uh cocktails that they, they have the Eli Lilly also has a version of it. I know people that have had it, and they. One person described it as liquid gold. Uh, I know it's been used and credited by people I know for saving their life. That things had gotten so bad in terms of their respiratory issues with COVID. Um, I, w- I would urge you to do the following: talk to your doctor about these therapeutics. Ask about these very things and the availability of such. Could, uh, did your doctor say to do anything?
12: Uh, stay hydrated. You know, take yeah, some vitamin C, zinc,
7: D three, uh, for certain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. I will. I would. Re- I, I would call him with specific questions about HCQ, and, and before you call him, go on the go on the internet, read, find the studies that show that taken early, it does mitigate some symptoms. Find the ivermectin studies. Find the Regeneron studies. Um, and the Eli Lilly version of it, and and then make an informed call to your doctor and just say, can we be a little more proactive? If that's what you're comfortable doing, that's what I would do. In your I would now be
12: more than comfortable with, yeah, with doing. It does
7: suck. I mean, there are people that have got fully vaccinated. That yep, you know, there's a percentage of people that have been showing up getting the virus. Well, um, and then
12: my wife is hacking and coughing, and she she has it now too. So. Uh, yeah, did
7: you confirm it with a PCR or a rapid test or both?
12: She just feeling like crap, so we haven't we haven't tested her yet, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is.
7: You know, Linda Linda has great websites just for informational purposes so you can educate yourself into the early use of therapeutics that a lot of people I I don't know why they they seem so reluctant and resistant to use it uh, that have done well with it. But again, you know, consult your doctor. I'm not a doctor, but we'll be glad to share information if you're interested in looking at it for yourself or sharing it with your doctor, okay? Thank you. All right, we'll put you on hold there. And listen, I'm sorry. I, we're praying for you. It's scary. Um, uh, I know, I know it probably is frustrating to you. Um, hang in there and, and, but, you know, take control of your own medical future is my best advice I can give to you. And there, There are therapeutics that I believe are very helpful, and research shows and studies show is helpful. You know, I'd like you to read that information. I'd advise you to read it and then talk to your doctor and and other professionals that you trust, okay? We'll do that. Thank you. Uh, We'll put you on hold. We'll give you some direction where you can find some of that information and then do your own research, right? Okay. And I'm sorry you're going through this and you're in our prayers, and I mean that. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Mike Milwaukee in incredible Wisconsin. What's up, Mike? How are you, sir? <laughs> Hi,
11: thanks for taking my call. Um, so I'm a very moderate Democrat. I'm 32. I've been a teacher for 10 years now. And I feel like historically, liberals have really always controlled the Democratic Party and the media, uh, for them, matter, and the media mob. But in the last, like, handful of years, I just really feel like the left has moved the needle so much and furthered the rift in the country through misinformation and just shallow debates that really lack foundation. So my question for you then is, do you think that there's ever going to be a moderate Democrat that's going to come out of the mix that's not a puppet for the left? Because I feel like for a voter like myself, this pattern is just only getting worse.
7: You know, do you remember when Joe Lieberman... Remember, he was on the ticket with Al Gore in 2000 as the vice presidential nominee for the Democratic I, I, Party. Remember when he lost the Democratic primary in Connecticut?
11: I would have been 11 years old. <laughs>
7: <laughs> OK, so touche. All right. Anyway, so Joe Lieberman, I, I, I know Joe. I know his family. His, his wife, Hadassah, is an amazing woman. I've been friends with them for years. I think the world of both of them. And we would agree on all foreign policy issues and disagree on, on social and, and other issues. When he lost the Democratic primary, that was the end. It was just, it was the canary in the coal mine. Now, when you, you fast forward to Barack Obama, I believe Barack Obama was the radical socialist that we're hearing in the squad, etc., but he he hid it better. Democrats would always hide their socialism, they never went as aggressively towards, you know, socialism like the Green New Deal as they are doing it now. And they, they put on a false facade. They would appear to be conservative when they had zero conservative leanings. Now, the heart and soul of the modern Democratic Party is the new Green Deal socialism and the squad. They're the leaders of the movement. And all the leaders in the Democratic Party follow along, and then they're now articulating that which I believed for years. They believe, but wouldn't say publicly. So, you know, it's it's basically Bernie Sanders. You know, radicalism is the mainstream of the Democratic Party. And Mike, if you're uncomfortable with that, you're really not a Democrat anymore. I, hate, I, 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 I not, you're, you know, you can say you're an independent, but you sound pretty conservative to me. Yeah, I think, I mean,
11: basically just being from Wisconsin, there was a lot with with Scott Walker. When I started becoming a teacher and Act 10 went through and between that and just the jobs report that he just didn't follow through as far as the governor went, it was my only biggest push, I guess, away from conservative policies um, because I just didn't really see him as a successful governor. That's still not to say that I support our current Governor Evers with everything he does, but that's why I would... Probably, say I'm more independent than anything at the moment. Um, but again, that just everything the left does, I feel is just so far away from what I. Well, let me ask you this: I,
7: I, If I had to guess, you probably at times were frustrated with President Trump's tweets and his combativeness. Is that a good guess on my part?
11: I mean, for a good part, but there was a good amount of policy I also just didn't, you know, support.
7: What what policies did you not support?
11: Um, I think just in general, um, the debate towards the border wall uh, and its priority as far as a campaign promise went, I think it just really swayed a lot of voters to divide the country.
7: Well, they, don't you think it's a pretty good idea to secure our borders? Uh, look what's happening now. Do you think what's happening now is good?
14: Oh,
11: absolutely not. Absolutely and, not. And, just, and didn't the stay I, in
7: Mexico I, policy and ending catch and release and building the wall stop a lot of the illegal immigration we were at historic lows now we're at historic highs again
11: absolutely i don't i just didn't really think that a wall was really the way of going for it and and i was really hoping that they were going to just up some of the national security at the border in hopes that would you
7: agree though that his policy stopped the flow of illegal immigration dramatically
11: oh absolutely. absolutely
7: is that is that in a country's best interest to only have legal immigration not illegal immigration I, I would agree with that. Okay, so you, you think, support. I mean, the, again, so, so was, I hate to was tell was you, a of, you, you you sure, not for sure. <laughs> you definitely support it. And I'm, look, I'm not trying because right now, you know, I look at this president and I look at these the squad's policies, and I am beyond, way beyond worried for the country. And for all the people that feigned that they were so outraged over tweeting and and the fact that Donald Trump would say fake news and be combative with the media, I'll take that over a president that is incoherent, that supports open borders, that eliminated in six months our energy independence, taking away thousands of high-paying career jobs, that seems to have a, a foreign policy of of appeasement and capitulation, lifting sanctions even for the Iranians, forcing South Korea to give mullahs in Iran seven, you know, billion dollars. Um, all of those policies scare me. I don't think Putin and Xi and the Iranian mullah, uh, mullahs fear Biden, but I think they feared Trump, and I would take that any day with the tweets uh, over a president that i feel is a cognitive mess and that he's allowing the most radical elements to control his agenda that's why that's that's the summation of it i'll give you the last word
11: you know and i i definitely agree with that as well i think what i'm looking more for is especially in my realm of education and, and that's probably what i should have said instead of uh, immigration i just didn't feel like the boss was really the way to go and i just i still have a lot of okay. that's fair do you education. think school
7: choice would be a good thing or a bad thing
11: I would see. And and I I think theoretically, it's one of the things theoretically, I feel like it's a great thing, but I feel like in doing so, it's going to take away some resources from schools that really need it.
7: How do you feel about sex education, like the cartoons that we played on the show (laughs) about, uh, you know, uh, penises becoming rocket ships and and little girls and their vulva? And we were talking about first grade and six year olds. Is that appropriate to you? Absolutely not. You I, like I, critical I mean, I race like theory still, in school? Do you think that should be taught?
11: Well, I don't agree 100% with everything critical race theory says, but I think there are elements within the argument where I want every kid, despite their political background, to be able to have a voice in the classroom.
7: How about how about think, how about every kid does have a voice in the classroom? You don't need critical race theory to allow, you know, fundamental basic fairness and the belief that all of us are created by God, right? I'm sure in your classroom, you treat every child equally.
11: Absolutely. I, yeah. I think I, I just I've never, I guess, seen a school that has implemented 100 percent critical race theory, as I've read
7: again. Oh, from, it's happening. Let me ask you this. Do you yeah. do you think that if we stuck to reading, writing, math, science and computers, that kids proficiency in reading and math would increase dramatically? Because I do.
8: I,
11: I do. I think there's a good amount with studying the history of our country, though. That and if schools want to totally offer
7: after-school sex education classes, parents can opt in. Is that a fair option for people? That is a fair option for people. Oh, so it was, uh, like I'm, I'm I'm slowly hannotizing you. You don't even realize it. You're uh, you're <laughs> you you, you, you sound like a great guy, bad, and that? you sound like a good <laughs> great teacher. Do you like that the teachers' unions take rank and file money and only? donate to one political party and not the other?
11: It's funny you mention that because I actually just submitted my paperwork to leave my union for that very purpose.
7: Hmm. I, I think I've got I, you
11: figured out. You
7: know what I think, Mike? You got me. <laughs> I, think you, I, I think you're more conservative, and I think you're, you, your gut instincts are correct. And I would just oh, say you to you, that. we need more people like you in our schools. We need... We need people to think through these issues that I honestly, this is what my program I try to dedicate it to news and information that you don't get elsewhere, because if you watch the media, all you get now is they still hate Trump. They hate Trump. I hate Trump. I hate Trump. And they're ignoring and protecting Joe Biden on a lot of fronts. And it's scary. This is a scary time for the country. I wish you the best, my friend. Thank you. Quick break right back.
3: hour of the sean hannity show is up next hang on for sean's conservative solutions
2: more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time
5: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour on a Friday. Your call's coming up, final half hour of the program today, 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of this uh, program. Uh, a lot of issues to discuss involving immigration, a lot of issues to discuss involving the influence and in elections of big tech and and how Republicans can counter this. There are only five seats down in the House, which makes November of 2022 all that more important because if Republicans get a majority. It's over the Biden agenda. But for, of course, their their use of executive orders. Um, is pretty much it'll, it'll be stymied and we'll have a chance to get the country back on track in November of 2024. Um, and, and and of course, one of the biggest issues now that we got the latest numbers, we are counting almost 200,000 illegal immigrants a month. Those are the ones that we know about. That doesn't include the the tens of thousands that we don't know about. And the numbers are that high. It's also, you know, every resource of ICE and every resource of Border Patrol agents, you know, the, those resources are literally all involved and isolated, processing all the people that Joe and Kamala Harris and the Democrats have been begging to enter the country illegally from. They don't. So what does that mean? It, it just opens every other window vulnerability on the border for the cartels, and and the gangs and the drugs and the human trafficking that goes on. It's it's an unmitigated disaster. Uh, some Republicans are trying to get a hold of all of this and get the message out. One of the leaders is Andy Biggs of Arizona, their fifth district. And uh, anyway, Andy's back on the program. Let's start with the border. It hasn't changed. As a matter of fact, every month it keeps getting worse based on the count they give us. Which is almost two hundred thousand a month now.
15: Yeah, that's right, Sean. I mean, uh, and every month is uh, increasing, so that you have last month one hundred eighty thousand uh, apprehensions. Then you had uh, another thirty thousand or so na- uh, known people that got away from us, and then you have probably another sixty to seventy thousand people unknown getaways. And all of those are problematic because they all bring something different to the table. Um, we're, we're catching and releasing uh, of those 180,000 that we do catch, we're releasing tens of thousands into the interior. And some of them are getting in with COVID or other diseases. And of the known gotaways and unknown gotaways, they're bringing in drugs like crazy uh, through the Tucson sector um, and other places along the border. And we're, it's actually increasing. And that's because this administration refuses to even acknowledge that it's a crisis, they, and they also uh, are not planning to change any of their policies except for to make it easier to get into the country and provide additional incentives to sneak into the country illegally.
7: I mean, And, and you're right there at the border. Um, I know the, the Attorney General has also partnered with you and, and others, and we see what Governor Abbott is doing down in the great state of Texas, but this is what we know. We know that Texas has finally decided and and figured out a way to legally do this. And it's not been easy. People think, well, why why doesn't Texas law enforcement, why don't they arrest people? Well, Texas law enforcement have received the first migrants arrested and charged with state offenses at a vacant state prison. And they transferred the first three migrants to this this prison in Del Rio, uh, near Del Rio, Texas. And several state organizations, including the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Texas Commission on Jail Standards, Texas Commission on Law Enforcement, you know, have now worked to establish alternative detention capacity uh, to move criminal illegal migrants from other countries. And Governor Abbott, along with allocating two hundred and fifty million dollars of Texas money to continue building the wall Uh, announced this Operation Lone Star in March. Um, I know this was tried by Jan Brewer back uh, a number of years ago. It was not successful in the courts. That's problematic, isn't it?
15: Yeah, it really is. I mean, this is uh, Arizona was the first state to try that a number of years ago when I was serving in the state legislature, we, and so we had problems. But now what we're seeing happening in, both in Texas and in Arizona is you've got the county attorneys enforcing state laws um, against these individuals. And because we can do that, you, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're here legally or illegally if you violate a state law like trespassing or vandalism or burglary or housebreaking, whatever it may be, you can enforce that law here and so we actually have some of our county attorneys and the county sheriffs on the border that are making arrests under state law and going forward uh, with those prosecutions and one one county uh, sheriff told me that i think they're they're a hundred percent conviction rate so far so but that that's not Enough when you have the inundation, like you have one hundred and eighty thousand people coming across all over the border on a monthly basis. No county has enough resources to uh, to to app, first of all apprehend and and prosecute, and that, especially when this administration is circumventing that by sending these people all over the country. Um, no,
7: a- is not aiding and abetting? Not only are they allowing the law breaking. Not only are, have they been picking and choosing which laws to enforce and not enforce um that you're right then they're transporting them to the other states in the continental united states kamala harris is meeting with the illegal immigrants this is your home she said she actually said those words um so i don't think they have any intention now of enforcing the law ever and the question is you know what is the motivation here and if if we're gonna have if we're gonna take in People from other countries, which I am a supporter of legal immigration. I have no problem with legal immigration, but I think we need health checks during a pandemic. I think we need security and background checks to make sure people don't have radical associations. And I think it's fair to the American people that if you get a coveted, uh, invitation to come here, that you've got to be able to show that you're going to be able to provide for yourself financially. That's not the case with all of these people now at a 25 year record that have entered the country illegally, the taxpayers are taking care of food and shelter and health care and education. We can't afford that. Yeah,
15: that's right, Sean. And, and look, besides the 2 million illegal aliens that will enter the country this year, we will admit 1.5 to 2 million legal immigrants to the country. So imagine that. That's three that's and 3.5 to 4 million people new into the country this year alone. and um, and, and the... The majority, that two million of illegal aliens, we don't vet them. I mean, uh, if they have a criminal record in the United States... We will vet them. We'll know, and we will re- remove them. But, but we don't know if maybe if they're coming from Brazil. We don't know what their record is down in Brazil or Central America or Africa or wherever. We don't know if they've committed crimes there. We don't. We don't catch they, everybody. They, they're,
7: they're not COVID testing the vast right. overwhelming majority, are they? They're not, they're not doing it at all.
15: That's right. They're not doing that either, and the, and the other communicable diseases as well. And and you know what, Sean? When we I was down at Rio Grande last week, and what's what's happening is the they will release. These the these individuals to the the charitable organization is going to transport them throughout the country if the and they will do the rapid test. And if a person has rapid test, they're putting up in area hotels that are not detention facilities.
7: Those yeah, by the way, the hotels that are not being watched by anybody, which means at any time of the day or night, they can walk away and we'll never see or hear from them again. Um, We have the Agriculture Secretary, uh, Vilsack, uh, in an exchange with Lindsey Graham. He's actually saying, oh, I don't believe that Biden's uh, uh, policies have in any way uh, affected the wave of illegal immigration. And Lindsey goes, "Uh, why don't you go down to the border like I did and check it out for yourself? Listen,
16: you don't believe the change of policy has affected a wave of illegal immigration. You don't believe eliminating remaining Mexico has affected a surge of people seeking asylum claims. It's a complicated issue. No, it's not. Yes, it's not it complicated is. Senator. At all. It, uh, now, Senator, you know it's complicated. Well, you know it's complicated. You're making. No, it's not. It's oh, really sure simple. It yeah, no, it's not. So, simple. so it's let me simple. just say this. Put a fine point on it. What the hell has happened in the Triangle countries in six months, where we went from the lowest illegal crossings coming from that part of the world to the highest? The pan, the
4: pandemic and and food shortages.
16: So that's what you believe. It's not changing the policy of remain in Mexico, abolishing the idea that you have to wait in Mexico, you're not released into the country. You can't figure out that when the Trump, excuse me, the Biden administration canceled remain in Mexico. They'll let you come into the country and they release you into the country and you never show up for your hearing that that catch and release program. Have you ever talked to the Border Patrol about this? Have you ever had a discussion about the pull factors with the Border Patrol? Have you ever had one? Yes or no?
15: Yes.
12: When? Uh, my first stint.
16: Oh, well, when was that?
12: Well, I don't remember the year, sir. Okay,
16: has it been in the last ten years? It may have been. Has it been the last year? No. Okay. Go talk to them, and you'll find out how wrong you are. If you talk to them. Well.
7: I mean, that checkmate, game over, and I can't believe this guy has such a high position in government. It frightens me.
15: Yeah, I can't believe it. He can't even remember if it was in the last 10 years. And if you go down to the Border Patrol... Virtually every agent is going to tell you, uh, including uh, those that are very supportive of Joseph, uh, President Biden. They're going to tell you that the Remain Mexico policy needs to come back. They're going to tell you that you can't take away Title 42 authority, which is what this administration has promised to do. You can't. You got to reinstate the the, the Northern Triangle of State Asylum agreements that we had. All of those things and and build a fence. All of those things would slow this thing down and uh, stop the pull factors and and we could gain operational control of the border. This. Has happened on January 21st is is uh, when he, when Biden re- rescinded these Trump policies and within a few days you started seeing a surge of the border that has grown a record number every month February through ju- June of this year.
7: Well, it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, this this is what they're now inflicting and doing to the country and this can't happen. And but it is happening. And the, the only way it's going to stop is if america actually follows the laws that it passes you're a lawmaker joe biden's you know swore to uphold our constitution our laws are based on const our constitution that is the foundational uh, aspect for every law that is that is out there quick break more with congressman andy biggs uh, as we talk about a whole host of issues Eight hundred nine four one. 941 sean your calls final half hour of the program today
0: we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, Given as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed uh, this is a big issue of misinformation specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take I should say from the federal government uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problems posts for Facebook uh, that spreads this information.
7: As we continue, Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs is with us. Uh, let me get to the other issue here, and and that would be the battle that you're engaging in in the letter to the Biden administration condemning government censorship. Explain exactly what that means.
15: Well, what we're doing is, I mean, the government censorship is basically uh, the same thing if you have an agent or the government itself. So what's happened is if Jin Psaki is representing the, the administration, they tell us that they are working with the Facebook and other social media sites to censor um Basically, any kind of opposition language, those agents, which is big tech now, um, they are acting for the state. That's censorship. That's Article 1, or excuse me, that's uh, uh, First Amendment violations, and it needs to stop, and they need to answer questions. So we have submitted a bunch of questions to this administration seeking um, that they we want answers we want answers what makes them think they have authority and also do they have databases are they what's how's this surveillance going and it's just another aspect of control in the surveillance state and this administration has no regard to your constitutional rights or mine and that's what we're trying to get at
7: yeah well you've been all over it and you've done a great job uh, the question is how do you see 2022 lining up because if you look at the Democrats and their strategies There's an article, actually, in the Politico that says uh, Democrats are counting on Joe Biden's popularity to save them from a midterm massacre. And I'm like, what popularity?
15: (laughs) Well... Uh, yeah, they, you know, so he he's got a fifty percent approval rating, but nobody else in the Democratic Party is anywhere near that. And so, uh, I I don't believe though that we can sit by and say, look look how bad the, the Democrats are, and uh, and hope that we we have the trust of the American people. I think we as Republicans have to have a very positive, forward-thinking agenda, America First agenda, uh, the Trump policies that he put in place, whether it's border security, whether it's energy policy, you name it, uh, the jobs economy. Uh, they were very popular with the American people. That's where we have to go forward, uh, address those issues in response. We can't just go and say, they're really bad. We're, we're not as bad as them. We have to go through and say, not only are they really bad, but what we have is, is the, the, the way that you want to work, live, learn, play, uh, and those rights will be protected so you can fulfill uh, the measure of your creation and really enjoy the American dream. That's where we have to get back there and be just as strong going forward on the positive side as we know that Democrats are with the negative side.
7: All right, Andy Biggs, uh, head of the Freedom Caucus, Arizona District 5. Uh, thanks for fighting a good fight. Frankly, without the Freedom Caucus, uh, Republicans would not have the backbone that they have on any issue. And you guys play a very vital and key and, and important role. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN is our number on this Friday. We'll get to your calls. Final half hour of the show today. Quick break. Right back. All right. 25 now to the top of the hour. 800-941-SHAWN. If you want to be a part of the program, final half hour here on a Friday. You know, just when you think like things are going to slow down, news never slows down anymore. I noticed that Louis Farrakhan finally got, you know, suspended from Twitter. Did you notice that? Not Lou little Farrakhan himself. It was actually the Nation of Islam account. And it was because of, quote, COVID misinformation. What about all the horrific views that this man has? You know, but Donald Trump can't use any of these platforms.
8: Well, I think that's putting it kindly. I wouldn't say, you know, kindly say, saying that you want to say kill an entire. Again. I didn't
7: hear you. Kindly. Say kindly. Kindly.
8: Kindly. <laughs> kindly. How do you say it? Kindly. 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 Yeah, I'm no. saying it like that. No, Anyways, you <laughs> <anywho. laughs> No, you're not. Yes, I am. Kind- okay. Kindly. Now you're going to make me feel self-conscious. Anyways, but, you know, the Nation of Islam and Farrakhan are putting out tweets and commentary. It's not like, oh, we don't like the color of the sky today. It's we hope an entire uh, nation of people is wiped off the face of the earth. You know, that to me is aggressive. You know, that's a little bit different. But for some reason, you know, COVID takes precedence over, you know, an entire state of people. I'm like, why are they not both important? It's just insanity.
7: You know, it's obvious with where they're going. I don't think they, uh, meaning the government, you want to talk about vaccine hesitancy. You look at all the news that we had been talking about earlier in the program today. I don't even think they believe their own science. I don't think they believe what they were telling everybody to do. Otherwise, like, for example, this Vikings coordinator fired he's out as as the coordinator after refusing the vaccine but i but i thought it wouldn't matter because everyone else had the option to get the vaccine and if you got the vaccine you didn't have to worry okay um more trust uh by the way fauci's trust is, is totally gone then you've got joe biden in the white house now you know saying that they're going to issue a mask mandate for children and, and maybe others as well. Other states are now bringing back the mandate. I know White House is weighing, you know, pushing masks again because of the Delta, Delta variant. And behind the Delta variant, you'll hear more about the Lambda variant and whatever, whatever other new variant comes into play. You know, universal masking. You know, calls now. I I, I thought if you if people listened to the, the great Doctor Joe and the great doctors on television, and you know that are telling people what to do, that we wouldn't have to go back to those days. But but apparently they're not they're they're not confident in their own science. Now we have pointed out rightly so that there are cases of fully vaccinated people still contracting covid well we knew some of that would happen with the efficacy numbers that we were giving from the beginning and it was what 94 5 6 percent for Pfizer Moderna, and uh, a lower number for the johnson and johnson um single shot more just a more traditional way of getting a vaccine um remember the this woman was such an amazing singer the tampa bay lightning national anthem singer and apparently she's had an MS for years. I didn't know that. Beautiful voice. Amazing. And she, like the Islanders, let let the crowd take over the singing of the national anthem in the Stanley Cup finals. It was very, very cool. Um, but anyway, she had gotten the vaccine and she sadly has been hospitalized. We can pray for her. Um, the White House is, is, you know, trying to lecture Ron DeSantis because, you know, since August, remember last year, his schools have been open. Most states kept their they kept their kids out of school the whole year, you know. And DeSantis is hitting back, saying, "Show me the science." They keep lecturing about the science, the science, the science. Atlanta, Chicago, they're going to require masks when school reopens. Now there's a push to get even children vaccinated. um Now there was vaccinated patients in Texas account for only 43 of nearly 9,000 deaths since February, according to Texas health officials there, nine thousand deaths since February. Forty three of the people that died in fact had been vaccinated. And then the argument would be, well, you know, it, it increases or as Governor DeSantis said, coronavirus vaccines reduce the mortality and are saving lives that way. Uh, you got over at fake news CNN, their medical experts saying, uh, vaccine mandates or something that will have to come. Certainly seems like that's where they're heading towards. You have a star NFL player is even considering retiring over the vaccine issue. Um, this is, you know, this was a little bit surprising. DeAndre Hopkins, Arizona Cardinals, he's a superstar, amazing wide receiver, implying that he would consider retiring rather than go along with the mandate from the NFL. And um, looks like uh, uh, Whitmer got a pass by Joe's DOJ as it relates to the nursing home deaths because she had, like Cuomo and like Wolf and like Murphy, they had this nursing home executive order that they were following. Um, All right, on this um, Friday, let's get to our phones here. Uh, Let's say hi to Lori's in Pennsylvania. Hey, Lori, how are you? And we're glad you called. Thanks for being with us.
0: Hi, Sean. How are you?
7: I'm good. Thank you for checking in.
0: Um, I just wanted to let you know that um, the Cuba deal, um, for a long time, the Cuban people were trying to um, protest to try to get their freedom. And the Obama... um, not Obama, sorry. The Biden administration didn't want to do anything for them until you brought it up, and until you fought for them, and you went down to Florida and had your town hall and everything. And I think that if it wasn't for you, that they would have still ignored it.
7: Um, I I really I don't think I deserve the credit. Here's who I, I give all the credit to. Well, I, I give the credit to a lot of people, but the. The top of the list has to be all of the 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 passionate people in Miami, uh, what they call Little Havana and the Cuban-American community, because they have been tirelessly out there calling attention to what's going on and people in, you know, that they love their friends, their neighbors, their relatives um people they know are literally risking their lives for the cause of freedom and they are offering support and solidarity and trying to get the message out and I've been watching but I've also watched there's been some media coverage but very limited and I I just thought it was fundamentally unfair and I I heard their voices anyway we make calls to Governor DeSantis and and Marco Rubio and and Congresswoman Salazar and the mayor of Miami I mean everybody Immediately, it was a yes. When is it? We want to help. So I give all of them credit. And I just felt like, you know, like a typical we, we don't follow the crowd in the media. We 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 are we forge our independent path um, and and we do what they want. They wouldn't vet Obama. We did. They lied about Russia and Trump collusion. We got to the truth. Um, that's what we try and do every single day. And and believe me, the the mob, the media, they're not exactly fans of me or this show, and I'm fine with that. I'm very comfortable with that, as a matter of fact. But I I appreciate your kind words. But I you know I I believe in many ways you hire me to do this radio show every day. You give me this honor. I, I'm hired to do the TV show. I do the show for you, this incredible audience that I I have because you you give me this opportunity and i owe it to you to give me give all that i've got and i try every day to do that um and put on the best show possible with news and information that i know the mob and the media and big tech will censor and never put out there and and again i I, I, you know and i get hit from the left and the right and the center and everywhere in between and i really don't care because i'm doing this show for the for this audience um and we do have an information crisis, and we are apparently very alternative media because most media is corrupt, and and they just protect Joe Biden. They won't even cover or play Joe Biden's you know, mental screw-ups and his cognitive mess that he's in. Sad. It's tough, but you're, very, you're very kind, Lori.
0: Thank you very much, Sean, and you have a good day.
7: You have a great weekend, all right? Blake in California. Blake, how are you? Glad you called i 'm
14: doing so well, thank you for uh, taking my call. I want to make the most of my time. Um, I, I want to talk about two things your your town hall and California uh, to your town hall. It was such a breath of fresh air. The authenticism that you guys got out and and the way that you got you interacted with the crowd and then the way w- with those government representatives um, interacting with the crowd was just so awesome i 'm um, the son of an immigrant father immigrated here from. Portugal, um, and I, I believe anybody who is a son, daughter, granddaughter of any kind of immigrant, we all came here for a reason. We didn't come here because everything was so wonderful in the country that we came from. We came here for opportunity, whether it was soft socialism in in Europe or full-on communism in Vietnam, Korea. Um, I mean, any e- e- anywhere you have come from, uh, Mongs, you need, you need to stand in solidarity in solidarity with the Cuban people, with the Venezuelan people, and and anybody who is going through oppression. Um, to try and correlate this with California, here in California, you know it's a uh, it's soft socialism. You know um, the, the 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 citizenry here we always push back and push back against it, but our executive branch here in California forces it upon us. Um, I would I, I actually live in Devin Nunes' district um and it's not far from, from Kevin McCarthy's. Um I would love to see you put the nail in this vampire Gavin Newsom's coffin. Um push push this at him. What Blake, have,
7: I'm gonna hey, can I just tell you I don't think I can do it. Unfortunately please. The people that, if, if the population of California is not migrated out of the state, the numbers that they have, that would be a big part of the base that would be, would, would absolutely be voting to recall Gavin Newsom. But they, they were so passionate about how bad things are, they decided to get the hell out. The same thing is in New York. I, Andrew Giuliani is a great guy. I would, I think you'd do a good job as governor. Uh, also Congressman Zeldin. I think he'd be a good governor. I, I think they do great jobs. Uh, I think Curtis Slewa would, Slewa would be a great mayor for New York. He would, he would get law and order and safety and security back in the city of New York. The odds are very low in each case. I admire them for doing it. I really do. And I'm, I want to help them. I getting to question two and on the recall is going to be very hard for you guys out there.
14: No, and how you were saying the media—the media blackouts in certain areas—and um, that's one thing I don't—I, I, you know, Fox News, um, pa- the Patriot. I, I am—I'm all over the Patriot Channel, but um, bringing light because this—I I really think that you're having Democrats coming to the table now and realizing what's happening here. Our our drug problem is so rampant in California. And also, too, Sean, if you can't change California, you can also show urban areas in Texas, Arizona, Florida, that this is what the Democrats of the United States of America have in store for all of America, because that's really what they want. What's happening here, they want to bring it to every neighborhood across the United States. And even if you can't change California, you can show the rest of the United States what they have in store for them.
7: because I have absolutely echoed that exact same message that you just delivered. Um, and it's sad. And, you know, I, I, I don't see this ending well for the country or for the socialist utopia of California or New York or any of these other places. And it's just sad. Now, now we're in an ideological battle where I don't see any middle ground. I, you don't reconcile secure borders and and open borders amnesty you don't reconcile no no energy development versus energy independence you don't reconcile um any of these tough issues it's it's kind of scary where we are right now anyway uh i appreciate you uh, being with us i really do and I, i'm you know the recall's coming let's see what happens it's an uphill battle in my view but you know with god i guess all things are possible right uh, 800-941, Shawn our number if you want to be a, a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, but you know what? The news never stops. Now we got a big week. Next week, we're going to watch the radical new Green Deal Democratic Socialists as they attempt now to bypass the normal, as they attempt to bypass the normal legislative action of actually passing a bill and they'll use reconciliation. We will be standing up for you and giving you news you'll never get from the media mob. Anyway, that's all happening on Monday. In the meantime, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Thank you for being with us, and have a good weekend.
2: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the
2: coldness of Michael.